Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 pod. We are calling this one Picked Apart as Jalen Pickett absolutely dominates Illinois in Happy Valley with the Nittany Lions senior going for 41 points, 8 assists. Brett Barron's alongside Bryce Beamant. Bryce, in-state college to see it all courtside. Jalen Pickett, the story he absolutely torches the Illini who have no answer defensively for him. What did you see from the court? I mean, it was just kind of wild. Every shot was going in for him, basically. I mean, and his stats are here to prove it. 15 for 20 for the field, 5 for 9 from the 3, and then 6 for 6 from the free throw line. But, I mean, every time I felt like he got the ball, I mean, there was a time where I remember Coleman Hawkins was even shaking his head because he just did a little move fade away or something like that and somehow it just went in every single time and Coleman was like shaking his head after it and he looked at Brad and he's like I don't know what to do basically like what what am I supposed to do at this point this guy is just on fire so I mean what a game for him I mean that's I don't know what it is about Penn State but uh, they seem to have hot hands whenever they play Illinois after Pickett goes for 20 points in Champaign in that 15 point loss for Illinois back in December 41 more than doubles it from that game and he absolutely goes off was feeling it I mean the dude could not be stopped he goes 10 of 12 in the first half alone for 24 points and for all of the defensive changes Illinois tried to do I mean they went back to switching they were trying to run anything they could at Penn State and they couldn't stop him as the Nittany Lions shoot 20 for 32 in the first half 62% and 55% from three. Bryce, they made 10 threes in the first half alone. This was really just an incredible effort from Penn State. And it was that poor of an effort from Illinois, who had one of the top 20 defenses in terms of defense efficiency in the country. This is an Illinois team that has defended really, really well the past 10 games. That's why they had won eight of 10. What did you make of what they tried to do defensively and how it just didn't work. I mean, we saw switching again. We hadn't seen that since they played back in December. Pretty incredible that they tried to pull out all the stops. Yeah, I think it's funny, too. Like, you mentioned all the different things that they did. There were so many, apparently, like Brad even said in the post game, he's like, everything that we tried to do, like, we didn't do. Um, so I don't know. And I think they even were talking about how he originally was going to have, like, maybe, like, um, Epps on certain people and, you know, it, it just none of it worked. So the game plan that they had going into this game, Illinois didn't do slash it didn't work. And so then they had to kind of try to regroup so you can see that happening during timeouts. You know, uh, there were a couple, uh, you know, back to back to back threes almost for Penn State. And you see Brad call a timeout and you can see they come back on the court and try to change it up. And, you know, you had Coleman on uh, Pickett, then you had Shannon, then you had sincere then you had Epps then you had Meyer it was like also besides just different formations they were trying every single person on him too like just kind of like well you give it a shot maybe you can stop him and so I thought that was interesting too they just were kind of just trying anything at this point but I mean it didn't even phase Pickett it was I'm kind of incredible the game for him I, I I'm kind of in awe a little bit by how easy he made it look too like he just was on fire yeah and it's crazy they had danger guarding him on switches at some points yeah. And I'm like, that's not going to work. I mean, he's going to, uh, and he did it almost every time. I I don't have the stat, but it it felt like every time that Danger was guarding Pickett, Pickett scored. 
And it, yeah. when you look at it from the outside, you're like, well, yeah, duh. I mean, he's a lot better yeah. athlete than Dana. And it's not taking anything away from the big fella. It's just like, why would you have that? And it's, it brought out all of the negativity that the switching, you know, caused Illinois, all, all the bad things and all the reasons that they dumped switching everything one through five was put on display once again. And it wasn't even that Illinois offense was that poor. I mean, they still shot 50% for the game uh, or 50% in the first half and finished at 47 and a half percent for the game. You know, the threes, once again, an issue seven for 27. I think a little bit of that was dictated by just how the game flow went being behind. Uh, but you know, when you're down 13 at half and they're making 66% or, you know, 60 plus percent from the field. It's like, that's gotta be so deflating. And Brad said that too, after the game where he just was like, you know, you, you got your tail kicked. what do he say? It took him out to the woodshed. Yeah. Something like that. It, it, and I, I agree with him though. Cause it's like, what do you do? And usually it's kind of the opposite for Illinois. You know, sometimes their offense is there. Sometimes they're not really shooting. Sometimes they're only 30% from the field. You know, we see those games and, but it, I, that defense is always there for Illinois. So I think it kind of was just like a kind of a thrown moment for all of them that they were just kind of like, you know, normally our defense works. And they did say though, that they came out a little flat, you know, to start and like, Pickett had two back-to-back threes, but I, I don't know if that really had much of an impact though, because they were still, you know, neck and neck at the beginning of the game. So, uh, but they were just saying that they just weren't connecting on defense. Like, I don't even think the players understood what just happened. Like when we were talking to them after the game, it was just kind of like, it just, I don't know. It just, we were flat, nothing was working, but Brad even said post game, he's like, it was kind of a mentality and kind of a little bit of a heart thing. He's like, there weren't many offensive rebounds in the first half. Um, and he said shots weren't, you know, obviously falling, but I, that's, I disagree with that one, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it, I think it just kind of threw them because normally Illinois has this good defensive presence. So to have 90 points put up 40 on one player, like, I think they were just like, what do we do? What, what's going on right now? Yeah. 53 points given up in the first half. That's the most they've allowed in a half all season. 93 uh, ties that Missouri game for most points they've allowed all season. And yet it was single digits in the second half, Bryce. It was 54-47 after Dane Danger made a layup there with about 18 minutes left to play. It flirted with double digits a couple times. It got back up to 14, ebbed and flowed. And then it was all the way back down to eight at one point with uh, six minutes or eight minutes left. How did you feel like those turning points happened there in the second half? Because for as close as Illinois got there to, to get it down to single digits, to me, it felt like Penn State had the game at hand pretty much the whole time in the second half. Yeah, I feel like Penn State pretty much had control. But once they got the lead, I feel like they had control of the game. I'm not going to – like, I think Illinois kept trying to retaliate, but it was always like a game of catch-up for Illinois. You know, they they would go down and, you know, Meyer hit a three, and then, you know, right away, Pickett or someone else would hit a three the next, the next play. And so it was like, then Illinois would – you know, with the two and then lines would hit a three. So it was just like one of those things where it's like Illinois kept trying to get back that lead, trying to get close and just never could get it. So I kind of think that was kind of the, just every time they would get close, they, the line, Nittany lines would just go on a roll. So I think that was kind of the little bit of an issue there, but yeah, in the second half, I, I just thought it wasn't even close. I, I, the one time I looked up and I didn't even realize how close it was, but I, I just think that, 
Penn State had control of this game pretty much from the get-go. Finishes at 12. Feels like a whole lot more uh, of a lopsided loss than that for the Alana, who once again really don't play another close game. It's it's incredible how these games have gone, where their only close game at this point is Iowa. I don't consider a, a nine-point game against Rutgers close because that one was more than really single digits. It shouldn't have been. The, this is really just it's, – it's nuts. I don't think I've seen this – in a long time where these games have been so lopsided one single digit game. That's it in big 10 play for the Illini other than dating back to Maryland. So since big 10 play has started again, the Iowa game is the only single digit game and it's a loss that Illinois has had. You have to go all the way back to Maryland in early December, just two days into December, they had a five point loss uh, to the Terps on the road this has been a pendulum and I don't blame Illini fans. If, if they're kind of like, what the heck do you expect? Because I, I don't think anybody knows. I don't know if the team knows what to expect. Does Brad know what to expect from his team? What, what sense did you get um, just on him trying to move on afterwards in the post game uh, from, from Brad about just like, what, what do you make of what this team is Bryce? Yeah, I feel like he was – he said he didn't really talk. So he he got in here super fast. He said he didn't even really talk to the guys. He just kind of was like, hey, pack up, let's go. We're going to just kind of move on from this game. So obviously a different response than he did, you know, in December when they played uh, Penn State and lost. And we heard the infamous fart sound into the microphone <laughs> that you tweeted out. So he wasn't he wasn't like that. You know, he wasn't mad at his team. He, he did say that they were a little flat. Um and my story in the 10, there's a soundbite of him talking about how, you know, he thought there was a little bit, maybe a little bit more effort could have been there. But I don't think he was like super mad at his team or anything. I think that he was just kind of like, hey, we got to move on from this, you know, next game. We need a little bit more effort. You know, we just need to have better defense. I don't think he was, I don't, I didn't get the vibe that he was mad. They're, they're upset that they lost, but I don't think he was, it wasn't like he was just like disappointed that his team, you know, came out and didn't play because I mean, they still offensively, they had a great game offensively. So I don't know. It, it's hand in hand. It's like, it's just weird. It's, it's a weird game. Cause I feel like they played decent, but then they also didn't defense play that well defensively. So that's, that, I don't know. It, it's kind of odd. I'm like looking back at this game right now. I'm like, it's just, it's just odd what happened a little bit. I just wasn't expecting this. Yeah. And I think he knows he's just got to try and flush it because yeah. his team, by and large didn't show up defensively didn't yeah didn't want to be there is what it looked like on the defensive end and he knows he's got 14th ranked indiana coming up on saturday so they got to try and figure out a way to regroup and and move on and i wouldn't be surprised if they don't even look at this very closely uh because i mean what else do you do jalen pickett had a night dude went off good for him um but you, you do have to figure out a way to stop best players because uh, Trace Jackson Davis absolutely owned Illinois the last time they played yeah. in Champaign last month, went off for 35 in that game. And you know, he's going to be hungry once again as Indiana in the mix for what they're hoping to be a Big Ten championship this year. And now Illinois falls a, a little bit of a step back here, now 17 and eight overall, eight and six in Big Ten play. Bryce, final thoughts from Happy Valley, your first trip out there. What'd you think? You know, it's a, it's a long trip, it's been a long day. <laughs> But uh, beautiful campus. It's been fun. Uh, you know, I think Illini fans would have liked to see a win. Not a lot of fans here today. I, I will say that one. Apparently, we were saying people were around here were saying maybe it's because of Valentine's Day. But I feel like you could have brought your 
your significant other to the game. I think it would have been fun. But yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty quiet game, honestly, like from fans and everything, even though it was a big win for Penn State. But yeah, they uh, don't yeah. draw very well at the Bryce Jordan Center. <laughs> yeah, Bryce. not a lot. Not a lot of fans here. I was, I was very shocked by that. I won't, I won't lie. I thought there'd be a little bit more for sure. All right, that's going to do it for the WCI 3-in-1 pod. For Bryce, making that long trip out there, safe travels back. I'm Brett. Listen to head coach Brett Underwood's full post-game press conference on our digital channels right now, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, On Demand. Just go directly to those timelines. You'll see it there. Bryce Beeman's highlights report, post-game report available now on WCIA.com. And we'll talk to you again here on the 3-in-1 pod Saturday after Illinois heads to Bloomington, Assembly Hall to face Indiana. That's an 11 a.m. game on ESPN. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on the WCI 3-in-1 pod. Thank <laughs> you.